Why should I be frightened of dying? See no reason for it. You better go sometimes. Hello and welcome to the Sam Reed's Near Death Experiences podcast. Thank you very much for listening today. Our NDE that we're going to be reading today is coming to us from Taiwan. It happened to a man named Jackie. And unfortunately, we do not know when it occurred, although Jackie says that he was 21 at the time. It happened in some of the waterways outside of Taipei, Taiwan. And this account was originally written in Chinese. I'm not sure whether that's Mandarin or Cantonese, but it is translated. And because of that, there are certain phrases or wording that is a bit different. For example, in this account, Jackie talks about floating above the surface of the water. He says he's about one to two stories of a high rise above the surface, which is about 10 to 20 feet. So be on the lookout for little things like that, but overall I thought it was a fascinating account and one definitely worth sharing, and I thought Jackie expressed something inexpressible very well. I found this NDE on nderf.org, the Near-Death Experience Research Foundation website, and as always we'll post a link in the description of this podcast episode in case you all want to go read it for yourselves. And with all that out of the way, I think we will go ahead and get started. This is Jackie's near-death experience. Quote, That summer when I was 21 years old, I went with several friends to somewhere in Jinshan Bay in Taipei to swim and barbecue. We are a group of boys and girls. Immediately after we had arrived at our destination, Everybody was setting up the barbecue by the creek. Right there, one of the boys suggested that we go swimming in the creek first. However, I thought we should grill the meat first, then go for a swim afterward. But the majority of the boys had gone already, so I thought as a boy I should go for it too. Thus I went along. There were two girls by the grill to prepare the barbecue. I felt sorry for them though. I wished I had not gone swimming, however it turned out to be a memorable experience that I would never forget. In fact, I did not know how to swim. I could only play in the water, let alone swim. Once everyone was in the water, they all showed off their swimming skills such as breaststroke, supine, and silent swimming. Some of them would even go further to climb up on the rocks than jump off. I knew I could not swim, so I stayed in the shallow water. However, they went even further to the deep water, and I was catching up with them for competition's sake. But the further I swam, the more I was intimidated. At this moment, I could not reach the bottom of the water, and it was too late to turn back. The rush of the water brought me down deeper. I thought I was doomed this time. The water kept bringing me deep down. I fought to swim against the current upward, but I was drowned by the water. I could not swim out of it to reach the surface. As I struggled in the water for a while, I heard my heartbeat become slower and slower. It was so quiet in the water that you could hear your own heartbeat. 
Suddenly, right after the last heartbeat, I was sucked upward by a force. Or in other words, it was like being squeezed out of it. I found out I was floating approximately one to two floors of a high-rise building above the water. That instant, I was perplexed. I found I had no body floating there. Immediately, I felt strange that I was bodiless and weightless. While I was floating up in the air, I saw two of my classmates that were on the surface. The way I watched them was like zoomed in on a camera. There was something in the water that looked like it was me. Feeling unsure as I pondered, then I realized that I had died. Right at this moment, my surroundings turned pitch dark, and a light appeared in front of me. It seemed like a tunnel which was the entrance of reincarnation in the spiritual world. I was pushed forwards by a force. The whole process felt weightless, while I looked at my right hand and it was hand-shaped, except for the edges of it were illuminated with transparent blue light. I thought I must have died. I could feel a sheet of soft, white surroundings in this realm. There were ancient Chinese palace stairs, where on top of it was a bronze mirror, and its size was bigger than a TV cabinet. The edge of the copper mirror was decorated with a flower pattern in a Chinese palace style. There was a force that pushed me in front of this mirror, then put me down. I watched myself from the mirror and saw that I had a head-shaped image illuminating with a bright blue light. Then the bronze mirror projected my life from youth to adulthood at a super high speed, which was playing hundreds to thousands of my life experiences in about one to two seconds. When my life review was completed, that force lifted me up, detoured the bronze mirror, and continued pushing me forward. While I was moving forward, a picture appeared behind my head. It was a lady with a black dress lying on her stomach on a rock by the creek, crying soberly. As the force pushed me forwards further, the louder the lady cried in the picture. I could feel that this picture tried to tell me, are you sure you won't regret this? And I knew that once I passed the bright light, then I could never come back. So I said to myself, No, if I left, my parents would be weeping and sad. No, I have to come back. Next, I made a left turn and broke away from that force. I looked back and found out that it was the dark tunnel that I had entered into previously. In a flash, a force sucked me back. I was back and was able to feel the flesh again. However, I was still in the bottom of the water, and I thought to myself it was not an easy journey to come back to the earth, so I would not want to go back there again. Surprisingly, I never knew how I had learned to tread water. But as I continued doing so, I finally reached the surface. Once I was on top of the water, my classmates seemed to notice that I was drowning, and they pushed me from the deep water to the shallow water. Eventually, I was on shore. The above contents are all true, and definitely not superstition. My own experience. End quote.
So that was Jackie's near-death experience. I thought it was a fascinating account to read, and there were just a few things that stuck out to me that I thought might be worth emphasizing. First is that the experience itself is very impersonal in a way. I'm not sure if that's the right word, but all of the images and contents that Jackie experiences aren't people. There's not beings. There's not anyone that he's talking to. It's all just objects or stairs or a mirror or this force. There's no interaction on a human type level. There's no language spoken. There's no back and forth. It's sort of an objective, impersonal type experience. It almost sounds like a roller coaster or something that he's on a track and he's being pushed by a force from behind up these stairs and going on to each next thing. And so this experience is different from many that we've read previously where there are beings or deceased loved ones or someone there to receive or guide the experiencer or even a bright light who is in communication with the experiencer. So this NDE is quite different in many ways and there's a lot to ponder there as to what the cultural differences are that might be manifesting in Jackie's particular experience. How much does culture play a role in what Jackie sees? Uh, how much of it is just personal to Jackie and his upbringing and his worldview that results in this sort of at-a-distance, objective, non-personal experience? Just because the NDE is different from others, this does not mean it is uh, lesser in any way. It, this is the experience that Jackie had, and it was made specifically for him in that instance. So it's just a different variation on some common themes that we are used to seeing in other NDEs. For example, Jackie has a life review, which often you see in many near-death experiences. But this one takes the form of a very particular cultural setting, I suppose. He views his life in a bronze mirror at the top of Chinese palace stairs. He is then propelled forward by this force and is being pushed towards a bright light and has this moment where he has to choose whether he continues on or heads back. That's something we see in almost every other near-death experience. It's just in a very specific and different kind of form. I actually really enjoyed the way that Jackie described this force pushing him forward in such explicit terms, because really we see that in almost every NDE in one form or another. The experience pushes the person forward from one scene to another. First one gets sucked up through a tunnel and then one finds themselves in a field and one is talking to someone and then you're pushed forward again into... Uh, communication with a bright light or something like that. But there's always this track where 
the person themselves is not in charge or determining where the experience goes. The experience is unfolding or you're being pushed through it by a force, as Jackie puts it. The other thing I wanted to comment on real quick was that although the experience didn't have any direct communication, any back and forth between Jackie and some other being, it communicated a lot in images and in scenes. It was all sort of metaphorical in how it expressed its ideas, I suppose. As he goes around the bronze mirror and he's heading towards this bright light, he said a picture appears behind his head. It's a picture of a woman sprawled over a rock crying. And this image conveys the idea of if he continues on into the light, then his parents are going to be shattered and grieving and in emotional distress. And so that is how the choice is presented to him. No one in the NDE explicitly says to Jackie, now you can continue on or you can go back home. It does so in this image of the effect of what will happen if he continues on into death. And to me that's fascinating because there's so much that can be presented symbolically by images. And in many ways this symbolism, these images, seem to be a more primordial form of communication. It's like these images came first and then language evolved on top of it. And this seems to be the most basic form of language which dreams and near-death experiences speak in. That's why I always enjoy pointing out the little details in an experience because they communicate so much. Things like the stairs is suggesting uh, elevation upwards, heading up, transcending. The bronze mirror is reflection, reflecting upon one's life. The fact that the stairs and mirror are in a Chinese palace style is royalty or something divine. So all these little details speak volumes although there is no explicit communication in the NDE. With that, I think we will wrap things up for today. Many thanks to Jackie for sharing his experience, and thank you all for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you use or share with a friend because that really helps out the podcast. I will be back with more near-death experiences to read here in the near future. And until then, I hope you all stay safe and well. Bye.